Welcome to Navigating Change, everyone. Thank you so much for downloading. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here again with Howard Teibel. Hello, Howard. Hey, Pete. How are you today? I'm doing very, very well. Uh, we have a we have a, a terrific. This is a this is a roll up your sleeves and get something done episode. I think this is how how do you make substantive change in your organization? How do you carry the weight of the world on your shoulders and make change in your organization with a very simple tweak? And, and by the is, way, Pete, yeah. we're going to get this done in less than 15 minutes. This, <laughs> you like said, that? That was, that was meta and ironic. And, <laughs> well, we'll see if it's ironic at the end, right? All right. Uh, the, the, uh, the episode is this. The, the issue is this. How do you hold 15-minute status meetings, drive productive meetings, and still manage to get work done? Mm. Is it even possible in this day and age? That's great. Uh, so... Meetings. I mean, there. I mean, how many books are written on this? You know, Not how to lot. have effective meetings. Right. Uh, so here's my observation, because you know, I've got a meeting model that I use, and I've sat in more meetings you can imagine, and I've helped groups be more effective with meetings. And I think that what happens here, the pattern is this: you start with, you know, bring groups together, and you have this very effective meeting. And then you do it again, you do it. So six months later, you, you've basically had increasingly less than productive meetings. Fewer people are showing up. And next thing you know, the manager says, should we be doing this? Or they waste the time and someone says they are, and then they get dropped. And then they don't happen again for a year or two. I step into, I step into groups and I go, we used to do meetings, but we don't anymore. And it's this all or nothing approach. It's this dilemma that you're either trying to uh, – keep this thing in line and keep it going over and over again, or you say it's no longer effective and the whole thing gets dropped. Well, that's, that, that, that seems to be a really natural thing because people they are too busy to go into counseling about how to hold better meetings. Yeah, there's no time. To, that, that, that's right. I mean, yeah, 15-minute counseling, that's even more interesting. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> that's a separate conversation. Right. So here's the, here's the, uh, the dilemma, I think, related to this is that you're trying to do too much. And if we were to describe it at a high level, your meetings are doing one of two things. You're either trying to get something done or you're trying to build camaraderie, but you can't do both. Hmm. So I think that most meetings that organizations have are attempting to, in over you know, in an hour meeting or whatever you're doing, you're trying to get things done and produce camaraderie. But why don't we instead just call for what it is? And that a camaraderie meeting is really about, and you need more time for this. You need people to be able to sit, schmooze, get comfortable, get to know each other. That's a very important part of teams building comfort level of trust is having that camaraderie experience. But to get something done, it does not take an hour. You could get a significant amount of work done in 15 minutes. You know, one thing that occurs to me, the number one contributor, effective way I have seen in workshops, in uh, working with groups, or even within my own organization, is setting a time limit. When I, set a t- when I don't set a time limit, you don't have results. People then fall to this realm of... <sighs> It just becomes what is it that sort of we can we can continue to explore and brainstorm, mm-hmm. and then you can lose 
really the, the focus of where you need to get to. So in 15 minutes, it comes down to, what, do you, what can you do in 15 minutes? Well, you can ask some core questions. Why are we here? What backgrounds is needed for this particular question or initiative or project? What's the action we're looking to take? Let's go back to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, if you systematize this concept and say, we're going to do 15-minute meetings, the person calling the meeting brings the people in the room that need to be there and make sure that people focus in on and understand, have a clear outcome you're trying to produce, and you have 15 minutes, it will get done. And I'll tell you, this happens all the time. If you think about what happens with email, people are always doing this troubleshooting and problem solving. But for some reason, when we put everybody in a room together, it turns into a very ineffective experience. Part of it's because there's, there's too much time. And secondly, it's not focused. By default, when people sit down knowing you have 15 minutes, they will get to work. Wow. They, they, you know, it, I think you really are setting a, a really interesting bar here, and that is uh, that is this idea that once you determine that your meeting is a get-to-work meeting, you it enables you to do all sorts of wonderful things, like set that that uh, concrete timetable and set the things that you can and can't report on during the meeting. But you're doing this right not at the exclusion of the uh, of the camaraderie meetings. I mean, there's still a place for that in the system too. You know, that's that. That's a great way of synopsizing this. Uh, it, it does clarify what the boundaries are for the getting work done meeting. And, but it also, it also reveals that there is this other piece that you do need to do. And I mean, I, I couldn't say it any better than you just said it, Pete, which is <laughs> – you, you want to build in a structure, not just getting done meetings, but we're going to, whether it's twice a month, bring staff together. And in this meeting, this is about sort of making sure we all know what each other's working on and not trying to mix the game and know each other, what each other's working on with the getting done meeting. Sure, sure. And in the end, I imagine the result is, uh, well, there are a couple of key benefits, but one of the big ones is you'll probably end up spending less time in meetings in general. That's right. And you'll walk away from that sense of the, I mean, part of it is, is that that resignation people fall into, which is with this cycle of all or nothing, it's a reinforcing message, meetings that they don't work. Because we're trying to do those two things to, together, my suggestion is call it what it is. Mm-hmm. Have one be action. Have one be camaraderie or whatever you want to – I like camaraderie versus team building. Team building is almost overused at this point. Right. But we're building camaraderie you know, among the people that work here. It's a it's a great topic and something really uh, you, you know it's one of those critical things to just keep in the back of your mind as a manager to you know as you're building meetings as you're building opportunities for teams to work together that's a this is a a great one to keep in mind and and help run more streamlined meetings and get more work done. Absolutely, Howard. Thanks. How long, how long was that? Uh, how long were we? 
Less than I, 15 minutes? I, I, yes, but I, don't, I, I think we're close, so I need to start talking really fast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to learn more about uh, the podcast, Navigating Change, please head over to tybalink.com. You can catch up with all of our back episodes there. And subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, the single best way to get fresh episodes of Navigating Change delivered right to your computer every Monday when they go live. And on behalf of Howard Tybel, my name is Pete Wright. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Navigating Change.